Hello, everyone. I am Elena, and welcome to the Clarity Podcast and Radio Show, where our conversations are always about finding fulfillment, identifying purpose, and how to live an abundant life. Now, the purpose of every Clarity conversation we have here is to see ourselves, others, and God clearer so we can live the abundant, purpose-driven, fulfilled lives we were created for. So in a nutshell, that's why we're here. I'm good at keeping the main thing the main thing, so every time we link up, that'll be the main thing. Now, I was raised right, so let me introduce myself. For the sake of our time here, there are three basic things you need to know about me. One, I love having a good conversation. Not just to talk, but I love the ones where you leave with a revelation that helps you be better and do better. I don't like wasting words, so every conversation that I initiate here is for a purpose. I'm here to shift you to another level. So every topic we discuss is meant to clear up a blind spot and move you closer to the person and place God wants you to be. Now, number two, I love to laugh. So you'll often hear me cracking jokes. That's just who I am. We are here to connect But we're also here to have a good time. I care about you and I want to be on this journey with you. So when I say connect with me, I mean it. I truly do want to have a two-way conversation. I hate just talking to myself. And now number three, I am not here to hear myself talk. Every time you hear from me, it's heaven directed. And I take that seriously. I don't just share willy-nilly. I only share what I'm instructed to say. So you can trust that I'm not here because I want the attention or I'm not here to judge you. You will quickly see that I am not perfect and I know it. So I'm never coming for you. Trust me. Everything we talk about, God has jacked me up about first. So this is for the betterment of us because I truly believe we're in this together. So to learn more about all things Clarity, head to ClarityBlog.com and be sure to connect with me on any of the Clarity Blog social media pages. There you'll learn everything about the blog, the vlog, and the podcast. All right, so let's get into today's conversation. So this Nancy Drew brain of mine has been great for my career. I mean, the kid is smart. Want me to break down this problem to find a solution? Say less. I've got you. But when I forget to turn that thing off, oh, it backfires. I will inevitably reach a season of my life where I just can't figure out how it all works out. And I know in my heart that God will do it, but that's not always enough evidence for my head to shut off. And the result is being overwhelmed. But this time, it's not that I was overwhelmed by things going wrong, but all the great opportunities I see. You know, it's exciting, but I was feeling like Dr. Strange in Endgame. There are a million ways this can go wrong, but the margin of success, it felt really slim. Needless to say, the crisis management part of my brain has been in overdrive. 
So this is the topic of today's conversation. God sent me some revelations that helped me. So let me break them down for you. These are tips to overcoming the overwhelming. Let me be real. This month was a lot. My to-do list was to doing. It is insane some days. I have so many responsibilities and none of them can be cut. And before I can feel comfortable with what's on my plate, more is added. But when I look at the future, the stakes only seem like they will get higher. More responsibility, more people depending on me. And honestly, I haven't felt like I've been doing this well. So the thought of more was having me shaking in my boots. What do you do when God is the one adding to your to-do list? And his tempo is way outside of your comfort zone. This was my dilemma. So let me know if you can relate. Honestly, I can feel through these sound waves that I am not the only person who's been feeling overwhelmed. So take a minute with me and let's dig into this. By the end of this conversation, you'll have more insight on what's really overwhelming you, why, and what to do about it. You see, being overwhelmed is a learned behavior, not a default response. Life has taught us that if a situation is looking like this or if our to-do list is filled like that, then it might not work out for us in the way we want. Now, let's be clear. It's not always wrong, but it's not always right either. These things may impact our success but they don't determine it. So when they have the power to overwhelm us, we've got to take a look at what's going on. We can be so casual about our emotions and brush them off or push them down. But I've learned it's more productive to examine them because God often uses our emotions to get our attention. At least he does for me. So there were five things God had me examine this month, and it helped me to see why I was overwhelmed. You'll learn that I am a huge believer in spirit-led self-examination. I want to be an expert on Elena, because here's the thing. If you can understand why you do it, you're better equipped not to do it again. All right, so let's take a pause before we get into it and take a break. See you soon. Welcome back to the Clarity Podcast and radio show. So before the break, we were just about to get into the first tip for overcoming being overwhelmed. All right. So the first tip is be clear with yourself and ask yourself the question and answer it honestly. Are you all in? See, we are easily overwhelmed by the process of getting to what God promised us when We aren't all in on God's vision for our lives. I sometimes don't even notice until I get overwhelmed how many doubts and fears I have that I just left completely unaddressed. Because if we think about it, it's those unconfronted fears of failure, insecurities and past traumas. That's what overtakes us when we're feeling overwhelmed. Would you believe me if I told you? That being overwhelmed is evidence that we've aligned more with our fears than with the truth. Think about it. 
we might get a prophecy, have a dream or even a conversation that sparks some desire in us to have more or be more. And we gas ourselves up to go after it. But when it doesn't come as easily as we think it should, that's when the doubts come in, the thoughts of failure, the temptation to just stay where we are. If you think about it, they are never new voices, just recycled fears that regurgitate lies. And it's when we silence them with the truth. That's when the feelings of being overwhelmed recedes. You know, I can tell what I believe by how I respond when I get overwhelmed. And I bet you can, too, because it's all in how we take in what people say or even what we say to ourselves. If we say, don't worry, everything will work out, that just doesn't do it. But saying God is with you, he called you to this. So your success is his guarantee that that brings peace. So just like Jesus with that dusty devil in the wilderness, you've got to find the truth from the word of God that you believe. And that's what gets you out of the overwhelmed, sunken place. If not, you'll either spiral until you let go of the promise or you will eventually find a truth that anchors you. Man, this will be a perfect time for my soul's been anchored in the Lord. If you know the song, please sing along. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. We are not about to get into that song. But if you feel so led, go ahead and pause this and you have yourself a show enough good time. All right. So, you know, in some ways, feeling overwhelmed isn't all bad. I realize that I'm really overwhelmed when I'm complacent. If I'm fine where I am, no problem. But being overwhelmed is a sign you're at least attempting to pursue better and move to a new level. So take a moment to give yourself some credit and some kudos for even having the desire to have more and be more. Now, moving forward, maybe one reason that the feeling of being overwhelmed comes, but it's on us if it stays. The feeling can be expected, but it's my response to it that I have to examine. How long do we stay in that place? Because too long is not good. You know, I say I want to have an abundant life and walk in purpose. But the reality of it is, it's no joke. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, am I willing to quit? Because a lot of times we stay in that overwhelmed space because deep down our answer might be yes. We like to toy with the fantasy of just letting go, letting it all go and having a seat somewhere. But is that really our heart's desire or do we like having the break of thinking through that decision? And the reality is, do we like wasting time and delaying? If... The answer is yes, that we do want the break or we do want the delay. We need to check our hearts because deep down we want it because we don't truly believe that this life is for us or that it's worth pursuing. And neither one of those is the truth that will move us forward. And that's the route that we've got to address. All right. 
Here's a clarity point. There are two responses to feeling overwhelmed. Either you lean in or you leave. Honestly, if you're truly looking for an out, feeling overwhelmed will give you the excuse you need to quit. But if you have decided that having this promotion, property, breakthrough, growth, connection, increase, opportunity, or whatever you feel like is the promise of God that you're pursuing, then to you, being overwhelmed doesn't mean stop. It means lean in, pause, and recalibrate. But being willing to lean in, that's a sign that you are all in. I've learned that being overwhelmed can purify my desires if I let it. Honestly, what overwhelms us is not always lies. Sometimes it's facts. Sometimes it's the reality of what we're dealing with. And honestly, the reality that what we desire will cost us something. And the question always comes, is it worth it? And like every question we ask ourselves, we need to answer it truthfully because it reveals why we want what we desire, and what we're willing to do to get it. So if you're not all in, you've got to ask yourself why, and then decide if you want to stick with that decision. Honestly, I don't recommend it. You know what your life has been like before you made the decision to move forward, and you know why this promise was attractive to you. So here's my advice. Believe that The promises of God are for you and believe that with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can do what it takes to get them. Ask God to help you fall in love with his vision for your life and for you to love him enough for that love to cast out your fear or at least not hinder you from moving forward. You can be delivered from fear of failure, from fear of the future. You don't have to exist with it. You just have to ask God to deliver you and command those feelings to come on out. And then keep it moving and don't let them stop you if you see evidence that there's something there that still scares you. You were made to move forward. You weren't made to be stagnant because if you're not moving, if you're not growing, baby, you're dying. And that's not the way any of us want to live our lives because that's not the way to a fulfilled, purpose-driven, abundant life. All right. So the second tip, baby, you've got to check your heart. Now, this is what I see clearly. When we get overwhelmed, it's a sign that we have lost track of why we're doing what we're doing. Or it's a sign that our why just might need to be upgraded. For instance, I have seen my why mature as I have pursued what God has promised me. With this blog and then the podcast and now this radio show. First, I was doing it purely out of obedience. I was only doing it because God was making me and that's what I told people. And every time I ran into some significant roadblock, I would be so frustrated and have a low-key attitude, really a high key attitude, if we're being honest, because in my heart, it was like, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I didn't ask for this. So why are you making it hard on me? I really expected the process to be easier. And many times I wanted to quit, but now my why has matured. And I'm doing this because I actually want to impact people's lives. And when I think about it like that, 
This is not just some obligation that I have to check off my to-do list. It's a privilege. And that I don't take lightly. God doesn't have to allow me the opportunity to speak to anyone, let alone someone he considers his child. So I need to move with the gratefulness that the situation calls for. I'll say it like this. This is another clarity point. Being overwhelmed is a symptom of losing honor. You're no longer seeing all God is doing for you. You're just seeing what you have to do. Not what you get to do. Now, I understand that not everything on my to-do list or yours feels like an honor. But that doesn't mean that it's not. We don't always understand what our answered prayers look like. So we often take them for granted. Everything that I feel like may be overwhelming me right now is connected to something I prayed for. It may not be direct, but I want it to grow. I want it to live in my purpose. I want it to create an impact. So although I may not have realized what I was asking for, I was asking for this. And this applies to you too. What responsibilities do you have that you have lost your honor and gratitude for? What should you see as a privilege and not an obligation? I promise you, if you move with the energy of it's a privilege and you are grateful that you even have the opportunity to clean up this house or take care of these kids or work this job or serve in this way. If you move with the gratitude and the honor, then your movement will not be so much of a struggle bus movement where you're getting drugged through something, it will be a smoother ride (laughs) because it's not easy to go through things like this. But when we choose to grow through them, not just get through the season, that makes it easier to keep honor in our hearts for everything God is allowing us to do. I know it's not easy. But the results that come from holding on to our honor and our gratitude, the blessings, the character development. Now that all of that, that's priceless. On that note, let's pause for another break. All right, so we're back to the Clarity podcast and radio show, and we are having a conversation about tips for overcoming being overwhelmed. So. We're on number three, and that is to understand the story your to-do list is telling you. So we've got to ask ourselves, what is the story my to-do list is telling me about the way I'm living my life, and do I like it? Let's be fair. There are few things that happen to us. Often we choose them. The way we invest our time, our emotions, our energy, it shows us the life that we are actively choosing And what we are living our lives for. And it's when we are honest and we examine these investments that we see what we are prioritizing and what may be feeding or leeching our progress. We can lie in our words, but our actions, they are usually honest. We always invest in what we truly want. And when I look at my life that way, I can see the things I said I was okay with that in reality, my actions are showing me I'm actually unsatisfied with. You see, we tell ourselves, I'm okay. That's just how things are. But 
Then we use our time or energy to attempt to escape the parts of our lives we don't like or we wear ourselves out searching for a solution. Either way, we try to make a way out. And since we are using our time and energy in a way that God didn't intend for, we get overwhelmed because it doesn't work. So I'll ask you this. Is it possible that you've cluttered your life up with things God has rejected? Could there be band-aid solutions you've created and have to spend the energy to maintain that you need to let go of so that God can bring the real solution? The funny thing about being overwhelmed is that it's proof we've been settling and living life on a level that unsatisfies us. And the solution we have will no longer suffice. Honestly, if it ever sufficed. We know that that thing, that person, that decision, that job, that whatever it is, it's not the best for us. But we tell ourselves, it's okay. I'll get through it. Or it is what it is. We accept less than what we know we deserve. But our spirit, our heart, our minds, they know better. That's where the stress comes from. That's where the feeling of being overwhelmed comes from because we're trying to carry too much and we're trying to create a path to our heart's desire. But we're not made for that. Being overwhelmed is just a signal that you're trying to live in a way that you weren't designed for. It's your hint that it's time to assess and redirect. Something needs to change for your success and for your survival. And God loves you enough to get your attention. So, you're welcome. All right. Number four. You've got to check your strategy. I am learning that I am more successful when I acknowledge that I feel overwhelmed and I allow that to trigger a change in me rather than frustration. If you're overwhelmed, then that's a hint that you need to recognize that your methods are outdated. Something is just not working anymore. So here's a simple clarity point. Being overwhelmed is a sign you need a new strategy, either in your mind or in your movement. Either the way you're thinking or what you're doing or both is no longer enough to sustain you at this level or to get you to the next. Y'all, there have been times in my life that things that always worked for me just stopped working. And honestly, it was very frustrating. And it was in those times that God was lovingly motivating me, although it felt like forcing me. To learn a new strategy. Honestly, had I not been forced, I probably would have kept doing what I was doing because there was no reason for me to change. I thought it worked. But God wanted better for me. Sometimes it was as simple as a behavior change or my affirmations changing or my bedtime routine or the products I used on my hair and my skin or my exercise routine. Sometimes it was just as simple as those things stopping. The, they stopped working and it was time for a change. And that change spurred another change and growth in a way that I never expected. 
We always look for the super deep and the, the seemingly spiritual things and think that those are the things that really catalyze change in our lives. But often it's the simple mundane things that we don't even realize is connected to our next level. God will use different things to shift you. You just can't let the shift overwhelm you. You've got to recognize it for what it is. It's always a setup for better. But a lot of times this better will come through a mindset shift first. Revelation. We've got to recognize when wisdom is being sent by God to move us forward. You know, I've learned that God never leaves us without access to revelation. We're often just too distracted to heed it. Well, let me speak for myself, because sometimes that's Elena's problem. Now, if it's yours too, come on and jump on this wagon with me and let's be honest. But it's often that we're overwhelmed because we've been given a new strategy, but we haven't acted on it. I believe that God allows us to be overwhelmed, so it motivates us to put the wisdom he gave us into action. Because if we're not applying it, it's not being used for our benefit. (laughs) A lot of times I've noticed that things in my life have gotten harder until I start doing what I know I should be doing. Could that be happening to you too? All right. Some advice I've gotten recently from Prophet Amanda Ferguson, my spiritual mother, is to slow down and live with intention. Honestly, when I get busy, my routines go out the window. I go until I fall asleep and then I force myself to wake up and then I do it again. I hamster wheel it and I know it's not working, but I'm going so quickly that I don't feel like I can afford to stop. Now, when everything in my life is speeding up and everything in your life is speeding up, you have to learn how to slow down. You have to slow yourself down mentally and physically and emotionally so you can grasp the wisdom being sent enough to implement it. And after I get through the fog of feeling overwhelmed, after we break through that, we can often look back. And we can see how we're spending our time and our energy and all these investments. We can see them with a clear mind. And often with a clear mind, we can tell that we have not been telling ourselves the truth about what feeds us and what saps our energy. Because things are deceptive. I know for me, when I start feeling overwhelmed, I want to binge watch things. I just want to watch, watch, watch because I feel like if I'm not doing anything, I'm getting a rest. But in the end, it's not a rest because I will often wake up feeling more tired or like I didn't get the energy infusion that I needed to move forward for the next day. See, there are some things that you feel like are feeding your rest, but they're actually sapping your energy. And there's some things that take energy, but they actually give you more. And you've got to learn the difference. On that note, let's take our last break. And then we'll hop back into our final tip. (sighs) 
All right, y'all, we are back to the Clarity Podcast and radio show. And we are on our last tip for overcoming being overwhelmed. Now, before we get into this, I just have to address the elephant in the room. This voice is not used to all this talking. So I had to stop and give myself some tea because the voice is cracking. I'm sure you heard it. And if you did and you excused it, thank you. Thank you for looking past my shortcomings because honestly, at this point, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about this. We're just going to have to try to do better next time. So thank you for rolling with me on this one. And let's get back into our conversation. Just church announcements on that one. So anyway, our last tip for overcoming being overwhelmed is ask yourself, are you seeing lack or abundance? Because here's the bottom line. The only reason you are feeling overwhelmed, and remember you is me, so the only reason we are feeling overwhelmed is because deep down we believe we lack something that we need. That's where the frustration, the overwhelmed feeling comes from. We believe we don't have enough, whether it's time, energy, money, patience, favor, skills, resources, opportunities, whatever it is. One of the biggest reasons we get overwhelmed is because when we look at our lives or at least that area of our lives, we feel like we just don't have enough. And that, that's the evidence of a poverty mindset. You see, in these situations, we have the opportunity to either see lack or abundance. And when we see that we don't have enough, that's poverty in our minds. I am learning all of the ways a poverty mindset has infiltrated my mind. So don't think it's just you. This is a we thing. This is a us thing. I'm seeing now how much I need to be delivered and I need to maintain my deliverance when it comes to removing that poverty mindset because I can't go forward with it and reach the success that I know I'm meant for. Y'all, let's take a moment to shout out Amanda Ferguson and her Feminine Woman Academy for this revelation. It is not mine. I got it from her. And so one thing that I had to realize is a lot of times with the poverty mindset, I would equate it to money. But it's not just money. It's honestly anything that I value that I feel like will run out. It can be ideas. It can be energy, time resources, my patience, my creative ability to do what I need to do, my, my strength. It can be anything that we value and we feel like we need to move forward. If we feel like it may run out, if we feel like we lack it, that's poverty. And poverty and success, they just don't mix. Now, please believe I am not telling you to stick your head in the sand and ignore the reality of your life. There are some things that we go through that are tough and there are plenty of reasons that we may feel overwhelmed. But the choice of perspective impacts whether we stay in those feelings or we move past them. So often when I feel overwhelmed, I have felt cheated. I was like, Lord. Was this really how you meant for it to go? Was this really the promise you had in mind? So often in this space, it feels like I've been sentenced to struggle and navigate this impossible situation that seems, in honesty, meant for failure. 
But how does that line up with who God said he was? How does that line up with the truth of him being good? It doesn't. So that's a narrative I can't accept. What it comes down to is you have to decide what truth you will believe and what you will know enough to confidently live it out. Even if it feels risky, even if you feel stupid, even if it contradicts what you're seeing, your faith and your mind are powerful. But the power can be used either to keep you in your current situation or get you out of it. So you've got to understand what in your mindset is moving you forward and what is holding you back. And when you realize that there is a problem, it matters where you go for the solution. Anytime I've gotten overwhelmed, I've forgotten in essence, what my source is. And I have tried to Nancy drew my way out of it or draw a solution from something else. And it has been the biggest waste of time and cause of frustration I think I have had. It's no coincidence that when I start feeling overwhelmed, if I retrace my steps, I can see that my time with God has either been unfocused or non-existent. Because sometimes I would be so busy that I wouldn't make time for it at all. (laughs) It's often that I have forgotten that I don't get into God's presence out of obligation. I do it for survival. I do it for my sanity. That's where I get my peace, my strategy, my joy, and my direction. It is literally the secret to my fulfillment and success and the secret sauce to how I do everything that I do. There is no solution that I have that is more beneficial to my life and my success than that. There is nothing that has helped me more than the time that I spend in God's presence. And a lot of times we take it for granted. We forget that. And it's when I move out of that place of feeling overwhelmed. Anytime I move out of that place, it's because I've remembered this, that getting in God's presence is the key to my success. So now my goal is to never forget it. Your life is not meant to be some endless struggle. It's about stretching. But what's the difference? For me, it all comes back to mindset. The struggle, accepting that it's supposed to be a struggle. It says that I'm doomed to be in this situation. And I just have to go through it without having the resources to be successful. There's no help. It's all on me. And I have to figure it out knowing that I don't know what I'm doing. But stretching means that the solution is present. I just have to extend myself to discover it. Stretching is a growth mindset. Discomfort is expected, but we move through our discomfort knowing that the solution and our success is imminent. So ask yourself, what is it that you feel like you need? 
whether it's deliverance from a poverty mindset or provision in some specific way. Identify it and then ask God for it with confidence that he'll supply like he promised. And then you've got to trust that he will and that he will come through in a way that is better than anything that you could make happen. Now, make sure that as you're you're trusting and you're faithing and you're waiting, make sure you're holding up your end of the bargain and you're doing the things that he told you to do. Because I've heard it this way, that the promises always have a requirement. And if you're not meeting the requirement, then contractually, you have not met the threshold for the promise. So make sure that you're doing the things that he told you to do and that you're doing what it takes to maintain your deliverance in your mindset and the healthy habits that promote wholeness, because that's what's essential. Maintenance, renewing your mind, keeping the healthy habits that have gotten you to this whole place. And if you need any help with this, get at me. I can let you know what works for me and maybe it'll work for you too. All right. Now let's bring this all full circle. There are a million ways our lives can go, but they are only designed to work right in one way. And it's not rocket science. We've got to submit our lives. That's always the requirement. There's no lasting success Purpose, abundance, fulfillment without that. We will always be in a perpetual cycle of being overwhelmed until we learn how to live a surrendered life. Because our lives are meant to work in God's plan with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's the formula for success. Life outside of those parameters will always be overwhelming because it will always be too much. To be overwhelmed is to be full of the wrong things. It's indicative of the wrong diet, essentially. The wrong thoughts, mentality, focus, intentions, priorities, actions. It shows us that our approach is ineffective to get where we're meant to go. And the thing is, deep down, we know it. Now, I personally, I hate for someone to tell me what I'm doing wrong, but never tell me what to do right. So here's the move. And so I want to make sure I'm clear. It's simple. It's so simple. If you blink, you might miss it. I said it before, but I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. Can you hear me? You've got to slow down. There's no way around it. You've got to slow down. It's hard to be intentional when you're rushing. And it's nearly impossible to think clearly when your mind is hopping from one thought to another. The easiest way to keep you from, to keep you Feeling overwhelmed is to keep you on the hamster wheel. A lot of times it's busy work and distraction that keeps you so mentally flooded that you can't lift up your head above water to breathe. So take a second and breathe. And then make a point to find the truths that anchor you. Make a point to take in the revelation that and the wisdom that is readily available to you, you may have to slow down to see it. You may have to get into God's presence to really have the awareness to find it. So 
take a second to quiet out the chaos. It's so easy to get swept up in all the chaos, but we forget that we have a choice whether or not we'll cooperate with it. So for just a second, take a moment to get in touch with your heart and your God. Identify how you're feeling. Tell yourself the truth and then tell him. Now, remind yourself what he promised to do about how you're feeling. And if you don't know, study. The Bible wasn't meant to be this historical book that's set on the shelf collecting dust or just these anecdotes about somebody else's life that never affect us. I see the scriptures as a cheat code. When revelation unlocks them, I actually see their evidence in my life and I see how they help my life. Not just in some ambiguous way, but when I say scripture, when I meditate on it, when I think on it, put it in an affirmation. It actually changes how I think and changes my behaviors and what I attract. They're not just empty words or quotable phrases. So if they're not working for you, there's something that needs to be adjusted. So send me a message and I'll fill you in on what worked for me. I'm all about helping you, help me, help us. So we are all moving forward. So remember, you can always connect with me on any of the Clarity Blog, the Clarity Blog social media pages or at ClarityBlog.com. I am so serious when I say I want to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know how your journey is going. And if you have any questions, please Connect with me. And that's Clarice, C-L-A-R-I-S-E-E, Clarice Blog or ClariceBlog.com. So know that I am praying for you. Know that I am with you and that the Clarice podcast and radio show is always a place for you to come, get refreshed, get revelation, and then move to the next level. So talk soon.